0: broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in texas this is one com. well very pleasant good afternoon to you welcome back hope you enjoyed adam berkstrom this morning we're we're back with another i think you're going to have uh a good time uh, for the next uh, few minutes however long that uh you know, that uh, Sarah Zaldivar puts up with me, and then could only be 10 minutes and she'll want to leave because I'm pretty crazy. But, uh, you know, I we'll, we'll see. And uh, if you'd like to join the show and you have a question, you can call 888 6386 Email is patrick1radionetwork.com. We take Thursdays off to work on our screenplays and do other things and walk the dog in here in the country and then on friday we have a little special show we're going to actually do a a gallbladder cleanse flush live on the air on friday that's never been done before okay and that's all i'm going to tell you so if you want to see how we do that a uh, little tricky but we're going to do it now miss sarah zaldivar is with us and she's um uh, fascinating i don't even know how i found her but somehow i did i think because i was interested in the Carnivore thing and been doing that for a while. I think that's how I found her. And she uh, really works with people to lose weight, is one of her main things, but she's much more than that. She's a PhD in exercise physiology. Well, I have a lot of questions there. University of uh, Miami nutritionist, dietitian, personal trainer, American College of Sports Medicine. Uh, and she currently teaches nutrition at Miami Day College down in the great state of Florida. And so we're going to have some fun and cheese about and see if we can lose some weight. Sorry, I don't have any weight to lose, Doc, but uh, that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs)
1: It's not just for weight loss, it's for health optimization and longevity.
0: No, we love longevity. One of my specials is longevity. Awesome. Uh,
1: That's one of my passions too. Is
0: it? Oh, good. We have a lot to talk about So, how are you doing? Welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me, Patrick. I'm doing fantastic. Very happy today.
0: You look great. You look great. What are you eating these days? Let me just go right to it. So, what do you eat for a living? What do you eat for a living? (laughs) Meat. I eat
1: meat. That's it. Me
0: too. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) Right? Really? So, you're a real... Who would have
1: thought eating our species-specific diet... All of a sudden was considered crazy. You know? Can you imagine if like lions stopped eating meat and then went through a phase and then went back to eating meat It's like, oh, you're crazy. You're a crazy lion. How do you eat meat?
0: How do you eat meat? <laughs> so really, I didn't I didn't realize you were a total carnivore, but you are, huh?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so for for breakfast, for example, I had pulled pork and some mozzarella, shredded mozzarella cheese. That's it. Um, um, I'm including some dairy now. It's not giving me issues. Maybe at some point I feel like I might want to cut that out. So I'll have cottage cheese in a bit, and then I'll have more pulled pork and cheese. And then after that, I'm going to go back on ground beef because I go through phases, I uh-huh. like a ton of ground beef, you know, and then I'll do pulled pork and I'll do eggs and bacon. So I'll, I'll go through phases yeah. and then and then so I'm done with it. I'll do salmon, shrimp, things like that, too. Yeah.
0: What is pulled pork? I've heard the term, but I don't know what it is.
1: It's just the way that you cook it in okay. a crock pot. And so it like you can pull it apart very easily and it's very it's not dry and it's very easy to chew as opposed to let's say pork chops and it's a little more on the fattier side, so it's very good tasty. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, yes. so good. good stuff. And you mix it with cheese. Whew.
0: And how long have you that's, been eating that's like this?
1: For breakfast. Excuse me.
0: How long have you been <laughs> eating like this, Doctor Sarah? How long?
1: um it's it wasn't like an on and off switch i did paleo for a while then i did keto and then i was still struggling with binge eating sugar addiction (laughs) um just this you know complete focus on food like what am am i gonna eat now what am i gonna eat later you know it's just this addiction because the keto foods you can have keto pizza Keto uh, protein bars, I mean, they're still addictive, you know? So if you keep those in your diet, you're still in, you're still kind of, you're not, you don't have food freedom just yet. Mm-hmm. And so I would say after I read the book, The Plant Paradox by Dr. Stephen Gundry, Mm -hmm. and and I started watching interviews with Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, and Dr. Sean Baker, Dr. Paul Saladino. Um, They were the earliest people who really gave a lot of exposure to this diet. That's when I was like, oh my God, this makes too much sense, which means that I'm going to have to do it. I was like, am I really going to eat meat now? (laughs) So I don't know, maybe two years, I guess. Two years. And
0: as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, that carnivore diet will just destroy you, and she looks terrible I and mean, you can tell she's very <laughs> unhealthy so you can't eat meat you look great i mean it's you. Thank look, you. you, look, do, you do you think eating a more more animal foods are going to actually help us to stay younger longer i mean you think that's possible
1: oh i am convinced of that i have tons of, yeah i have a youtube channel where i talk a lot about anti-aging i put out a lot of anti-aging content And uh, you can see there uh, so many different topics on how eating very low carbohydrate foods will reverse the aging process and at the very minimum, significantly slow it down. Because here's what happens when you eat carbs, any form of carbohydrate, even that quote unquote healthy oatmeal bowl that everybody thinks is so good for you, right? right? Right. You eat that bowl of oatmeal; it turns into sugar, turns into glucose. You cannot just absorb starch; you have to break down starch into glucose, which is a sugar. And uh, the moment you eat those sugars, it literally um, starts to create something called AGE for advanced glycation end products. AGE. So those advanced glycation end products, or ages, hmm. for short. And I think the scientists. In, intended the pun i'm pretty I sure think they
0: did yeah i think they did yeah. right? <laughs> right
1: they slipped that one right under there so <laughs> the ages start to attach to your collagen matrix under the skin start to attach to all kinds of cellular structures your dna cellular membranes all the things that you have no business they have no business attaching to it starts happening. So that glycation process starts happening. And this is at the root cause of how you start speeding up the aging process, because you start messing with the normal physiological function of your body and you start weakening that collagen matrix. And and I mean, like Hollywood celebrities, they know this already. Everybody goes to Dr. Harold Lancer. He's like the famed celebrity (laughs) dermatologist. And the number one thing he tells everybody, cut out all sugars, everything. It's like just you know, salmon and veggies. <laughs> That's what he recommends.
0: What's this fellow's name? What, he's a Hollywood guy, Lancer. Very well
1: known, Doctor Harold Lancer.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never heard of him. Yeah. So yeah. So, so he tells them all to just to do meat or fish and. and
1: Low carb, low carb. carb. You got to cut out the sugars if you want to slow down the aging process. That's like one of the biggest recommendations Uh, that he gives them. Of course, he has products and stuff. And of course, he does all the things that dermatologists do. But um, he he really focuses a lot on like from the inside out, you know.
0: I know what you're drinking. How important do you think uh, with any diet, uh, the amount of water? There's some carnivore people out there that are saying that we're drinking too much water. I mean, you think that's possible? I guess.
1: I don't think you should force it so I feel like if so I think we have far more of an issue with dehydration than we have with overhydration I don't think though you should kind of force your body to to overdo it but it, this almost never happens because it's so hard to force yourself to drink so much water right. the only caveat would be like if you really are doing a challenge you know you, you want to be like a, do a tiktok challenge or something <laughs> yeah you can dilute your electrolytes and then if you dilute your electrolytes then it becomes a problem because um your blood pressure drops you feel um dizzy and i mean your heart's contraction relies on proper electrolytes so like everything yeah it could be definitely a problem but i mean that's only if you make it a challenge and you force yourself it almost never happens so the problem that i see is with people um, generally being dehydrated and they they feel like to be able to reach the recommended amount of liquids they have to force themselves to drink water mm-hmm. um, but i think there's a better way to do that by removing the root cause of why they're dehydrated so number one caffeine um alcohol not exercising enough it's not going to dehydrate you but if you don't exercise enough it's going to be very difficult to reach the required amount of water that you should be um drinking so for me i run 12 13 miles there every other day on really? my treadmill yeah but i mean i've trained to get to that point so that it, it really doesn't take that much out of my time it takes like 2 hours cuz i can run easily 6 miles an hour i literally just ran 6 miles um on on a six-mile-per-hour speed right before this interview. So I do it in an hour, I'm done, you know, and then I do it again in another session. And I do, don't do do it every day, but, like, I, I, I like to keep my cardiovascular fitness up there. And on the days when I do that, I'll, I'm drinking an easy um, 16 cups of water. Uh-huh. So that's a gallon.
0: Yeah. So you're an exercise physiologist. Um, you know, there's been people over the shows, Dr. Sarah, for many years that... Have argued that there's a way to even do that quicker or or easier cardiovascular when you do burst, you know, quick burst, you know, something like 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 running away from a tiger. You think that's there's something to that?
1: Yeah, I do think that it's really important that everybody includes at least some form of high intensity interval training. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it every day. But at least three times, two times to three times a week minimum, I think is important to keep that ability of high intensity form of cardiovascular activity because that's one of the ways you're going to push your cardiovascular system to get better as opposed to steady state cardio right. where you right. are on the treadmill just like. What's the word slugging away? Slugging, Is that, away, right. I, yeah. Yeah. slugging away. Yes, yeah. right. Like a slug. I, see, I grew up in Lebanon, as I was telling you earlier. And so uh, sometimes I'll, I'll i'll be searching for a word.
0: I got it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, you don't want to be slugging away on a treadmill for hours on end because the body eventually adapts to it. And um, You won't burn as many calories, and it's not as much of a a stimulus for your heart muscle and your cardiovascular system to get better. The whole purpose of exercise is to get stronger, faster, and better. Mm -hmm. It's not about just doing the same thing over and over and over again while the aging process takes hold, and then over time, you feel like you can't even do what you've been doing all the time, right? You have to constantly, the rate at which you're progressing should be faster than the rate at which you're aging, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, 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 cool. Dr. Sarah Saldivar is with us. If you have questions, um, call 888 6386 Email patrick at one com. So you work a lot, uh, just not solely, but a lot of people to lose weight, right? That's, wh- yeah. What wh- What are some of the main reasons why you think people have more pounds on their little body than they want?
1: Food addiction. <laughs> it's very easy.
0: <laughs> That's an easy it's like, mm.
1: Yeah, that's an easy question. So food companies are spending a lot of time, effort, and money in recruiting the top scientists in the world and putting them to task to figure out the single most addictive version <laughs> of a recipe because they are testing different batches of re- different recipes, right? And they literally bring people, put them, and scan their brains, and they want to see something called the, um, the, w- w- the bliss point, which is the point at which you release just the right amount of dopamine, which is ha- much higher than normal but not too high because think of it like that if you eat something's very very sweet it's oscillating. so that's way too much dopamine being released it doesn't it's not as addictive mm. as cake or cookies or pizza which is releasing a lot more dopamine but not as much as something like a pound of fudge you know mm. yeah so so it's about finding that um sweet spot that releases just the right amount of dopamine called the bliss point. And they will go through different variations of the recipes to find that bliss point. And only when they find it, they're like, that's it. We got the recipe that's going to hook the vast majority of people. That's going to get them addicted. That's the one that we are going to put our advertising money and marketing efforts behind and also directed at children whose brains are still um, trying to, uh, you know, evolve and 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 uh yeah and and that's how they get us you know everybody's addicted and this is why the carnivore diet is so powerful because it eliminates all process you cut through the
0: food. yeah you cut through all the processed foods right yeah, yeah
1: exactly yeah. exactly there are a lot of carnivores that will not touch anything sweet and everybody says pretty much the same thing after 7 to 14 days it's like that's it you you don't you don't remember um, those addictive foods anymore because it's like that. That's the withdrawal phase, and it's out of your system. Your taste buds are have all regenerated. Your brain um, receptors have regenerated, and so there is no more craving.
0: Yeah, yeah. For- I, I've just been a carnivore uh, practitioner experimenting for almost five months, uh, but I feel great. Fantastic. Yeah, I feel really yes. feel really good. Uh, I'm, I'm finding though I'm eating so much less food than I've ever eaten. You know, in quantity. Mm-hmm so much less but i'm also sleeping a lot less and it doesn't even seem to be a problem so i wonder what do you think there's a connection of how much we eat and how much we sleep or need to sleep
1: yes inflammation so when you eat yeah when you eat carbs it leads to inflammation in the body when you eat um addictive foods that leads to inflammation And uh, plant foods also are very inflammatory in and of themselves. So people will say, like, what do you mean, you know, when you eat carbs? What if it's a bowl of oatmeal? What if it's a fruit or a vegetable? Well, fruits and vegetables and grains and beans, they don't want to be eaten. Just like an animal doesn't want to be eaten, a plant doesn't want to be eaten. So we're under this. Um, misconception thinking that plants just sit there on the ground waiting (laughs) to be eaten (laughs) out of it to to be even into extinction you know please yes i have no interest in survival or evolution or like whatever and so (laughs) what happens is that the plants that have been able to stay with us for millions and millions and millions of years are the very plants that have evolved the ability to secrete plant toxins that are effective enough to damage the health of predators, whether those are insects, animals, or human beings. And um, those are the plants that have been able to stay with us, and we think that they're not defending themselves, and that's just very misguided. They actually have plant toxins in them from Um, saponins to phytic acid to oxalates to lectins I think lectins, most people now know about it because of Dr. Stephen Gundry's Gundry's book The plant became very popular, which is fantastic but there's so much more and I also talk a lot about those on my YouTube channel Yeah,
0: and they can find you just by uh, uh, putting in your name Zaldivar Zaldivar?
1: Yes Um, Dr. Sarah with an H Zaldivar, Z-A-L-D-I-V-A-R
0: Zaldivar uh, Patrick, uh, Tamponi and Doctor Sarah, stay right there, and we're going to do a little commercial, okay? And we'll be right back, my dear. Great, this is fun stuff. Yeah, I tell you what, this is fun. Uh, and bacon. I, I, I'm going to. I come on the bacon diet. I think I'm going to write a book, the bacon diet. I kind of live on it lately. I don't know why. It's so it's like, whoa. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's do some. Um, okay, let's do this. I've been also doing this product more because. I, we've been promoting it for years, but it's really a wonderful product. And if, uh, most people, even if you have a hard time with raw dairy, You can do well on this. Check it out. It's on sale right now, by the way.
2: For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now, I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. great it's got the fuel I need to get through the day and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the cloth
0: we, we've been promoting Daniel's products for uh, almost 15 years now you believe we've been doing the, this show for 15 years and uh, well yeah I think 15. anyway I can remember the very first time I tried the colostrum um, I opened up the, the container and it, it, it smelled like breast milk seriously and you know I'm an Italian. I have seven brothers and sisters. And believe me, I know what breast milk smells like. Okay, and I go, whoa, what is that about? It really did. And to this day, you can actually have a have a hint of that smell. It's really a, a lovely product. And you know you can do um, I don't know. I'm doing like uh, what do they call it? Coconut milk now. And you can make a, a smoothie and do that thing in the morning. And it's kind of cool. Uh, it, it's on sale right now. Colostrum. You use promo code. Treat 20 for 20% off. Treat 20, 20% off. As you know, we study the financial system around here. It's part of our deal. And there's no doubt that I don't know what's up, but something's up. Uh, something big as up in the financial world. I mean, we know it. You can see it. The inflation is just a part of it. The amount of money that the Federal Reserve is creating and they're sending money. Billions uh, of Ukraine and uh, the banks in in, in, in Europe and the EU are really on on thin ice. Um, so something big is up, and I don't know what it is, but we have experts we talk to. But we, we believe that getting some gold and silver in your uh, underwear drawer, just hide it in there, coins is a good thing to do, and because uh, you never know uh, what's going to happen. Gold and silver will probably go up as uh, the dollar starts to go down. Very strong right now, as you know, but it will go down from here because of the, the, the fundamentals that we know. If you'd like to participate in gold and silver coins, call my friend Fred, 800-878-2646, 800-878-2646, Fred Deshevsky and uh, he will turn you on to some uh, gold and silver coins that will really It's an easy way to get involved in this. It's just an easy way because you don't have blocks and blocks and you can put them in the safe. And yeah, it's really, really quite cool. Check it out on uh, One Radio Network and you can call Fred 800 878 2646. Back to Dr. Sarah in a moment. But um, three years ago, we were introduced to this technology, and it's probably the coolest thing that I've come across. In a very long time, and check it out. Dr. Mark Circus in Brazil has been studying hydrogen for many years. Long time. We recently had him on the air, and we asked, "What's going on with this Aquamaker putting hydrogen in water and gas in the body?"
3: Well, first of all, you're fooling around with, as I say, the borderline between physical universe and light. Hydrogen is the Most basic and common element in the whole universe. Mm -hmm. Every star in the universe eats it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner by the mountain falls. (laughs) Interstellar space is full of it. So it's circulating. And it's very small. Hydrogen or hydrogen gas, molecular hydrogen, is very small. And it's like vitamin C, which is about 137 times bigger. It's an antioxidant and as it is on every sun and with rockets going into space use hydrogen hydrogen cars buses and trains it's a fuel so it's a fuel for the mitochondria or the energy factories of all the cells
0: a little more on our educational series on hydrogen you can get the aqua cure machine in our store with a lifetime warranty and a one year no questions yeah let me interrupt there patrick Uh, yeah 20% now so 20% discount promo code one radio and check that out lifetime warranty lifetime and you know Dr. Sarah and I lived to 144 he's just got to deal with it you know what can I tell you so (laughs) and uh, um, also a one-year no questions asked money back guarantee it's a food it's not trying to kill anything or cure anything we don't make any medical claims but it's a I've been breathing it for three years now drink the water and uh, you may get crazy like me so be careful but other than that I think it's really helping uh, to stay younger and stuff like that okay so check it out ox- ox- uh, AquaCure Machine Brown's Gas com. Promo code One Radio. Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas this is OneRadioNetwork.com Dr. Sarah Zaldivar is in uh, the great state of Florida. You have a pretty interesting um, um, uh, governor there, so you guys are doing pretty well. Like He's not too crazy like the rest of them. They're all crazy, but, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, thankfully, it's not as insane. Yeah. As the rest of them, yeah.
0: So, Dr. Yeah. Sarah, um, uh, so when you start working with uh, with people that want to just lose weight, um, do you, do you kind of um, walk walk us through a little bit what you do as far as the carbs? Do you do you have people kind of just cut down a little by little, or do you go cold turkey like I did, which is? I
1: yeah, so most of the time when people reach out to me, they're they're excited and they're ready to make a. Quick change, but even with that quick change, they're still not ready to go full blown carnivore. And yeah. it's okay. I don't necessarily, have, you know, I can help you reach your goals whichever way you can. If it's just body composition, we can do it whichever way we want, even if there are carbs there. I mean, there's plenty of people who know how to count macros and calories and do the math and even if they're eating uh you know carbs you can still achieve those body composition results but um, a lot of the times my clients they want more than just body composition they also want to heal psoriasis or they want to have more energy or they want to sleep less and lower inflammation They have some autoimmune issue that's you know so it's like usually I get more complicated cases than just simple weight loss because it's that's super easy, right? And so, um, but even with that, a lot of the times it's like okay, let's uh, let's transition. So we do a lot of the times we'll do uh, some keto transitional phase, and then we'll eventually they're like, okay, I'm ready now to cut out those few you know protein bars shakes or maybe a little side of some vegetable that they still wanted to include then they're ready because as we're working together there's a lot of um, close communication we'll do um, bi-weekly check-ins and uh, unlimited email support so we're talking a lot and so if like one day they feel like i'm sore um, i feel like maybe today i should take a day off i'm like. You notice how you're getting a little bit more sore than what you should. There should be no soreness after a few, a couple of weeks of starting a workout program because that soreness isn't really coming from the workout. What you don't realize is that it is coming from those plant foods that you wanted to keep. Yes, 100%. It's the inflammation from the plant toxins that lead to that soreness. And uh, they're, they're, you know, they're mind blown when I say that. And that's why, like, I don't get sore. I'm I'm running half a marathon a day and easy, I can do it every day, you know? And then I go to the gym and I lift really heavy after that. There's no soreness involved, yes. But if I were to go right now and have some, a, a huge salad bowl, all of a sudden I start feeling my knees hurt. I'm achy. Oh, I start thinking, should I take a recovery day? And and then I and then I realize it's like, no, what did I do? Like, why would I even touch a plant food, you know? And so that's why I don't do that anymore. Um, because I would hear other people talk about it, but until you personally experience the soreness coming from the, the, the salad bowl or the vegetable, that's when you... When, it really, when you really believe it.
0: That's great. So well, as a girl, which you obviously are, why do you lift weights? I mean, you don't, you don't want to get muscles, do you?
1: Well, you don't get muscles. Oh, you don't. It's very insanely difficult <laughs> to look muscular, um, even when you lift super heavy weights, you know? So what, what you w- don't want to do is you don't want to get flabbier and flabbier right. as time goes on. And so you want to maintain a certain base of muscle, and that's that's another major misconception that you know a lot of women have right they they're they're afraid of getting bulky if they start lifting weights and i'm like you don't understand you don't you don't get how difficult it is to put on muscle as a female so no i mean i lift insanely heavy weights i mean and you can see my pictures on my website on my instagram you can tell like you it's very hard to even tell that I lift that heavy weights. Just you you just look at me and like, "Oh, okay, she's fit, but like she's not even that muscular." You know, but I'm lifting heavy weights for that. Like if I want to take it to the next level, I would have to, you know, go twice a day to the gym and lift weights to even have a chance.
0: So do you like lie down and do this one where you just go like that?
1: Every I'll do I'll do lateral raises for my shoulders. I'll do squats. I'll do right. deadlifts for a lower body. I'll do leg presses. Although I prefer I don't pre- I don't like machines too much. I prefer to do compound body weight, not body weight. Sorry, compound movements uh, and free weights uh, like dumbbells. Um, I'll do chest press on a chest uh, on, on a bench. So you're just um, going this way. Mm-hmm. Exactly, front and back. Yes. Uh, triceps and lats on the cable machine. So I'll do the lat pull down and triceps push down. Um, I'll do bicep curls if I have some extra time. I don't necessarily focus too much on the biceps. Um, But yeah, like like a full body workout and I'll do a split. So let's say today, actually, right after this interview, going to the gym and I think it's upper body day today. So I'll do a full hour of upper body. And then tomorrow I go and I'll do just squats and deadlifts. And then it repeats.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is this is a great question from Glenda. So glad you're having her on. I've been thinking about this. I'm only 40 years old. I'm just a kid you are and but my but my breasts are sagging and I want to get them all firmed up like they used to be. Does your guest have any yeah. ideas <laughs> how to do that? That's a that's well, a thing depends. for a lot of girls, right? I mean they you yeah. know. Yeah.
1: If you've, if she was pregnant and breastfed that's an issue that I think um, that would only require a breast lift. I don't think just simple exercise and you know doing chest press is enough. Although some women Anecdotally, I've heard women say like you know if you do chest press and if you're lean enough, you gotta you gotta first of all take away all the extra body fat, you peel off all the extra body fat and you have a good layer of, of muscle base. So you're right. li- lifting weights consistently, and then if you still feel like you they're not as um, perky as they were <laughs> when you were younger, and then you would want to get a breast lift. You don't even have to put um, implants or anything; just a simple breast lift. I, I'm not a huge fan of implants, given that
0: yeah, they're dangerous. Almost, huh? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. sure they are really are i don't think people realize how hard how, how 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 problematic they can be i mean every single fitness model that i have um followed in the last 10 15 years it's like one after the other it's like they're falling like dominoes they're all having issues um and even even if you don't have any issues right now you're just like every 10 years you're supposed to replace them that's like real invasive surgery when you have to go under which is very scary so yeah
0: i wouldn't do yeah. that yeah i wouldn't do it. um <laughs> Uh, so the chest for for gun would be the best the chest, and
1: chest. the chest press um, and front raises with the oh, yeah. uh, three, three dumbbells all this works also the upper chest and then the chest press works the middle chest um the pectoralis major so yeah
0: are there actually muscles muscles in the breast or is it the muscle below that the
1: muscle it. is below, the below and then on top of that you have yeah the mam- the mammalian adipose tissue or the fat that makes up the breast tissue but that comes on top of the pectoralis or the um, chest muscles
0: uh-huh uh, John wants to know so if I'm doing keto and want I'd, I'd like to know the difference John says I'm paraphrasing, it's kind of long. Try to keep your email short if you can. The difference if I'm doing just a little bit of carbs or no carbs, what's the difference in the effect of these diets? That's a good question. Like somebody's doing a little bit of carbs, you know, maybe 10 or 20%, then they go full. Have you noticed? Is there a real big difference as far as benefits? For
1: some people, yes. For some people, yes. And it depends what he means by little. So, because mm. little carbs, if it's less than 25 grams carbs per day, or even less than 30 grams carbs per day, there. There could be not much of a difference as long as you're less than 30 grams because this is the threshold um, whereby you can switch over. If you're only eating 30 grams or less, then your body can switch over to using fat as your main energy source and you are in a state called ketosis, which which is our natural state. Babies are born in that ketosis state. Breast milk is a ketogenic diet food designed to keep the baby in that ketosis state. And so we thrive using the fat as an energy source. We thrive when we are in ketosis. It's a cleaner energy source, and it does not release as much waste product when you break it down for energy compared to um, utilizing sugar as a main energy source. And so that's a huge one. As long as you're less than 30 grams, you have a good chance of doing good with being in that ketosis state. Now. There is a caveat here, because if those 30 grams of carbohydrates that you're eating are coming from plants that you might react to, whether that's broccoli or spinach or a grain, any kind of grain or bean, you know, wherever those carbohydrates are coming from, there is a chance that the toxins in those plants, you have a greater level of sensitivity to them compared to somebody else. And that might be the reason why you still have psoriasis. That might be the reason why you still have inflammation, et cetera. So it doesn't take much for your body to react. Act against um, plant toxins. And it depends on what system in your body is the most vulnerable. So for example, my husband, he is com- a competitive bodybuilder, um, literally eats, like he has abs 24, 7, 365 days out of the year. And so you would think, oh, so healthy, doesn't have any issues, but he had really bad low back pain, debilitating, couldn't go on road trips, couldn't be sitting for too long, wow. couldn't even get enough sleep. Because if he was horizontal for a very long period of time, it's just the pain gets worse and worse. And so it got to the point where he just, he could not get away from surgery anymore. And that was around the time when I started learning about carnivore diets. And I was like, you know what, the only plant food to eat, because all he ate was eggs in the morning, and um, ground turkey or chicken or whatever, on a bed of spinach every day. So the uh, he didn't, he wouldn't even put salad dressing on the spinach. Like, so the only plant food he ate was spinach,
0: which is high in oxalates, and right? Very high in oxalates.
1: Very high in oxalates, but his issue turned out to be another plant toxin. It's it was the aquaporins. I discovered that after going through me, that experience.
0: Say that again, Doc. A- aqua.
1: Aquaporins. A Q U A. P O R I N S. I made a full YouTube video uh, about this. If you just Google my name and Aquaporns on YouTube, uh-huh. um, there it's like maybe seven minutes long, and I go through everything, and I'll show you what it what it is and what it does. So, turns out that the moment he took out the the spinach, he's like, "What do, what do I have to lose?" The pain went away. Wow. He he had already scheduled. I think the Laser Spine Institute here in Florida. He had already scheduled. Wow. A, an appointment with them. He didn't. He didn't even have to go. Whoa. The pain went away. And even to the we forget now how 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 debilitating that was. But even now sometimes it's like, wow, look at me like bending down. I could never bend down. He couldn't even like tie his shoes on certain days. I mean, it was it was bad. And now it's gone. The only time that that happened again was when we went to um, Thanksgiving in North Carolina. His mom makes the most delicious corn pudding every year. So he had some. And corn also has the aquaporins. And we still didn't know what it what was. It. We didn't know it was the aquaporins. We just knew Spanish is bad. <laughs> so he ate the corn. And like the back pain came back like that with a vengeance. Three days straight, he was gone. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. So I started doing my research and what could it be? And I already knew about the plant toxins, so I I knew how to guide my research and that's how I stumbled across the aquaporins. And so for him, he can eat broccoli, doesn't do anything, but he can't eat spinach. So again, like it depends on what plant food you're keeping that it could be a problem for you.
0: Do you have any idea of why, do we know why we could be allergic uh, or reactive to a particular like aquaporins or oxalates do we know why that is? Is is it a gut thing, like a lot of things are? Yeah, you got,
1: you got to have leaky gut to yeah. begin with, and um, you you because of that leaky gut that allows the uh, aquaporins that are found in spinach to get in to cross into your blood. Yes, and so for example, for my husband, genetics definitely plays a part because if I can eat spinach and. I mean, it happens to me, but I can do broccoli and him is like the opposite. It's so strange. Hmm. So um, once it crosses into your bloodstream, the chemical structure of aquaporins in spinach is very similar to human aquaporins, which are found on the surface of our cells. And that regulates. I'm so sorry if you can hear that. That's my dog. No, He's getting right.
0: old. He's fine. Don't
1: and worry. He- yeah. Okay. He was he was asleep I was so happy I was like okay I'm not gonna make an effort to, to get him out of the no, he's office funny. He's
0: funny.
1: Yeah. good so the aquaporins look very similar to human aquaporins which regulate um, they, they regulate so much so many things like for example um, water diffusion into and out of our cells. but also they are found on um, our nerve cell tissues and so what happens is that your immune system starts mistaking your human aquaporins for this foreign spinach aquaporins. And so the the immune system gets activated. It tries to destroy the spinach aquaporins because it's a foreign thing that's not supposed to be in your blood. But by mistake, it also starts destroying your own human aquaporins that is uh, lining your um, nerve cells, um, and that's what leads to the the nerve, nerval, yeah, like nervous tissue um, d- diseases, things like Alzheimer's, things like you know multiple sclerosis, things like wow. um, numbing and, and pain and anything related to the nervous system
0: and what are these aquaporins doing there in our body what's their what's their mission in life
1: so they help support nerve tissue and the myelin sheath so they Mm. just they have so many different roles but like a major major role is that they absolutely need to be present for your nerve cells to communicate well, with one another, that's one major role. And then another major role is also it helps regulate a blood—not um, blood—fluid um, flow into and out of the certain cells that require a very quick um, regulation of of, um, of fluid. So, for example, if you start crying, you need some mechanism to allow you to release those uh, that those water molecules at a higher rate than usual. And hmm. so aquaporins are involved with lacrimating or any any anything that happens like a mucus, if you have to ex- too much mucus being produced or you want to cry, those things, you need an extra mechanism for that to happen. Because in the past, we thought it was just by simple diffusion. You didn't need any additional protein to regulate that. And then in the 90s, they discovered that we have aquaporins that allow for even greater amounts of fluid to, to move across the cellular membrane and so that's what aquaporins do wow. um yeah funnily enough muc- muco uh, or ex- Too much mucus production can also be as a result of eating plant toxins found in nightshade family of vegetables like peppers and tomatoes and eggplants. Um, Potatoes. When you eat those Uh, potatoes. potatoes, regular like russet potatoes, not sweet potatoes, but like regular potatoes. Yeah, those all belong to one of the most inflammatory class of vegetables that you can eat they we call them the nightshade family of vegetables
0: okay, so that's been and, the whole thing yeah. with nightshades over the years they're inflammatory and they're inflammatory. Just, mm-hmm. they
1: have lectins and saponins in them and so what happens is that your body like if you're eating let's say jalapeno especially spicy foods like they have capsaicin in them mm-hmm. right that's a plant toxin and so your body's trying to, pr- to protect you from the effects of capsaicin so what does it do it releases extra mucus you start you know you're you have a runny nose and you're like happy about it don't be happy that's your that's your body freaking out and trying to protect you because it increases mucosal production because you have a lot of sugar inside the mucus and The sugar attaches to the capsaicin or the plant toxin found in those nightshades, and it neutralizes them so that you don't absorb all of them. And that's how your body's protecting you so that that doesn't even cross into your blood and wreaks havoc inside your body.
0: Hmm. Very interesting. Dr. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Saldivar is with us and her website is com, and she's got a UB2B channel, right? And uh, I think she's also Me on too. Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter and all kinds of fun spots like that. Yes. Uh, many of the... Um, The carnivore guru types I've talked to over the past uh, five months talk about this idea of detoxing these oxalates once you get off of it, once you get off of vegetables. Have you experienced that? And can you you discern any kind of symptoms that would tell you that you are detoxing them and... You know what I'm, what I'm asking there? Do you know? Yeah,
1: I actually did an interview with the world expert on oxalates, and it's also on my YouTube channel. So if anybody's interested in detoxification from oxalates or the whole topic of oxalates, um, they, they need to check that out. Um, her name is Sally K. Yeah, Norton. we've had
0: her on the show twice. Yeah, so Sally K., she she's, knows that, right? She's on it.
1: Yes. What did she's you, the world did expert. Did
0: you experience when you got off all oxalates?
1: I wouldn't say that I had any anything specific the the only thing that for me would happen is uh is like withdrawal for like sugar or ah. sugar craving that mm-hmm. would be the biggest thing um i don't know if there's a relationship between oxalate um detox and that um no. but yeah i wouldn't say that i had anything outward like that yes. maybe, maybe maybe i don't have much of an issue with oxalate same biogenetic. for me
0: and you know what though when i first uh, I saw the first interview. That's what turned me on to carnivore. Five months ago, I saw an interview with her, and she was listing all these high-oxalate foods, Dr. Sarah. And every food that she was listing, I I eat every day, right? Almonds and spinach and chard, you know, the turmeric. And I go, well, wait a minute. So that's what got me going on this whole carnivore thing. But I haven't experienced any detox from it. I wonder... Yeah, you uh, don't
1: necessarily have to. You don't don't have to. Some people do, yeah. You don't, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. I do saunas uh, that, every day, though, and maybe I get them out sweating, right?
1: I, you know what?
0: I don't know. I don't.
1: I don't know. She, I would have to go back and check, her, like, cause she she knows, like, what are the detoxification pathways uh, of oxalate? I mean, the last time yeah, she was on, I no, asked no, her, no. and she
0: she thought that they do come out through the sweat. So sauna is oh, a good thing. That
1: is a good thing. I I am a huge believer in sweating. Are you? I used to own a sauna, but then when we moved from Miami to Ocala, we I sold it and I never reinvested in one. But I am a huge believer, and I know I'm I know I'm going to go back and buy another one for sure because I used it a lot. Um, well, yeah. But let I us know if you want front, one. You know? Let
0: us know if you want one. We we've been promoting one for 15 years, and we think it's one of the best ones ever. Let me show you a picture of it. And it's okay. the relaxed Far Infrared Sauna. And it's, a, it's an individual thing, and you sit in it. And yeah. uh, it's really cool, very low EMFs. And uh, yeah. it's only like a thousand bucks, or something with a discount. And uh, yeah. let me know. And, and you just set it up in five minutes. You can put it in any room. You don't need plumbing. You don't have to break out any walls. It's pretty cool. I do it Yeah, every those
1: day. infrared saunas. Yeah, that's what I had. I had not the same one. I had a, sim- a different one, but it was also it was also infrared, yes. And uh, that's the thing with those types of saunas that you can put them inside the house and it yeah. does not increase They're the great. temperature. They're sounds, great. Yeah.
0: Um, so let's talk about fat. Uh, we're about to interview the lady, the fat queen. What's her name? Um, she. Do you the know,
1: fat queen?
0: You know who I mean? Well, there's a lady that's got a whole book on fat that she did this incredible research. Uh, Nina Tickles. What's her word?
1: Nina Tickles?
0: Yeah, that's her. Yeah, she's going to come on the yes, show soon. Yes, yeah.
1: I, sh- I should definitely have her too on my channel. I mean, have so many people that I have in interviewed. It's so much fun. <laughs> and, and
0: we've had Dr. Kilts on who you probably know, right? And Multiple I, times I, together, I love yes. him. He's terrific. And, He's and a he, he, yeah. he, he so much energy. Yeah, he really thinks that we're fativores, you know. He's really in the fat, right? So what's your whole thing yeah. with fat? Do you take extra fat? Uh, how how do you do it? <laughs>
1: I definitely have a higher fat intake, I would say, because I track also everything. So according to my fitness pal, I'll do around 60 to 70% of my calories coming from fat. And then wow. on some days, it's like 80%. Wow. So definitely higher fat approach. Um when I'm cutting down and, I'm, and I want to make sure I am um, dropping, let's say, a pound or two, then I make sure that uh, we, I, I pay attention to the fat. Then I would go a little bit lower. I would, but I, I don't think I ever go below 60%, maybe, maybe 50% some days.
0: Are you saying if you're losing too much weight, you, you, you eat less fat?
1: No. If I want to lose more weight, then I'll, then I'll drop my fat. Are you,
0: yeah, and but fat doesn't only- make us fat, though, do they?
1: Calories still matter. And that's another major
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Yes, because, yeah, so calories definitely do matter. Now, if you can create a caloric deficit while still having 80% of your calories from fat, then perfect. But I don't think I've seen anybody do that successfully unless they have, let's say, 100 pounds to lose. Or like a, a lot more pounds to lose. It's much easier to do it that way. And any major, and just just going carnivore, you're gonna drop weight like crazy if you have a lot of weight to lose. But in those last weeks, those last few pounds that were treating just to, you know, just for like. Uh, just to take it to the next step when we don't... Like, the last 10 to 15, maybe 10 to 20 pounds, I would say, then we need to work harder than that and we have to yeah. start paying attention. Otherwise, you would you would have to, like, work out all day long.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we had... Uh, do you know Dr. Bart Kay? He's pretty cool. He,
1: I've worked with him, too. Bart, yes, we've collaborated multiple times. Yeah,
0: he's cool. I liked him. He, I think he's really... And he's fun, too. He's just a trip.
1: Very smart.
0: And yes. he was saying something about... Um, that it's really good to have one good. Make sure you have one good full meal to produce electrolytes. Do you know anything about that? Is that, do you know how that one works? full meal? In, in other words, enough meal at enough food at one time, so the body will produce the extra ex- electrolytes. Do you do you take extra I am, electrolytes?
1: I do take electrolytes. Yes, um, and that's also because. I'm an athlete. Like I'm, I'm, you know, you're running a lot, sweaty. and I'm lifting, Yes, and then so so many things that I do that I sweat a lot. Yeah. So I and I definitely recommend everybody if you're still if if you're if you're just transitioning, you know, from a carbohydrate containing diet to whether you're doing keto or carnivore, the moment you take away the carbohydrates from your diet, then you're not pumping out as much insulin as you used to. It is the insulin that is pumped out in your body that retains the sodium and the electrolytes. And so when you take out the insulin, you're no longer retaining those electrolytes. And so your body is still... Is in that transitional uh, phase, it doesn't know to retain them um, to a higher extent. So it's just letting everything go in the urine. And so your blood pressure can go down and you can feel a little bit dizzy and fatigued. This is what people call the keto flu.
0: The keto flu. I yes. guess
1: you could call it, huh?
0: The keto flu. Yeah, I've not heard that one. Yeah. That's, that's a good name. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or, yeah. You, you can even call it a carnivore flu. It's, it's just those first few days when you make that transition. Um, that you might feel a little run down. And you don't necessarily have to feel that way. It can be solved by drinking a lot of water and taking electrolytes to bring your blood volume back up again. So that, yeah. And, and, And that just takes a few days for your body to get the message that carbs aren't coming in. So I need to regulate now my electrolytes better. I can't get rid of all those electrolytes so quickly. I have to leave some that I need.
0: Yeah. So I've had some cramping in the calves and the foot. Over the last few months and some of it was pretty intense um you know the number one thing people say oh, i'll just take more magnesium or something but i've done that and it didn't seem to help is that an electrolyte mm-hmm. thing being an exercise physiologist you would know right
1: that plus hydration
0: it's dra- not enough to it. yeah, yeah uh, do you drink ca-
1: caffeine no oh that's fantastic so do you you know what you can mm. track for a couple of days and see exactly how much water you're taking in because you would want to aim for at least a gallon a day and Whoa. uh you had 122 right, so yeah, pounds i would
0: do a gallon
1: how many pounds
0: 122.
1: yeah i'm drinking a gallon every day right and i'm, I'm like 109 pounds
0: wow so see, i haven't drunk yeah. that much i do maybe half that much
1: there you go so so try it try okay. it for 30 days yeah. give it 30 days drink a gallon of water plus enough electrolytes cuz you again if you drink a t- ton of water which you should but you don't put enough salt on your food or right. you're not taking so an electrolyte mix along with it that that wouldn't work you need both electrolytes and a lot of hydration do it for 30 days and then and then yeah let me know what happens yeah I,
0: and and uh and I sauna every day so I'm sweating so you know i need more water and you electrolytes need
1: even more. you probably need more than a gallon because if i'm i mean wow. i guess i am sweating a lot but like again i'm much smaller uh, and i'm drinking a gallon every day so
0: yeah i'll, I'll play with I that think, yeah. you
1: know this is why i keep this along with me all the time <laughs> it's just so much easier when it's very quick you know you're more likely to to, to get your your cups in
0: yeah um a couple more, and then we'll go. Tom mm-hmm. says, I'm really interested in carnivore since Patrick's been trying it. I'm just really having a bit of a hard time financially because grass-fed, grass-finished beef is quite expensive. Yeah. Does your guest believe that it's just okay yeah. to eat regular old beef? and?
1: Yeah, the- you mm-hmm. don't have to do grass-fed. There is a really minimal, minimal difference in the amount of hormones between grass-fed versus regular fed. Um, and Rob... Um, Rob Wolf has talked about this extensively on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's very well known also in the an- ancestral, you know, nutrition right. world. Um so they've actually done the tests. They've even hired somebody and didn't even tell them anything other than like run the run those numbers again so that any kind of bias we might potentially have is eliminated in that way and there's almost no difference. So minimal. Who, what difference. was the name
0: of the person? I, I don't
1: I don't even get grass-fed meat. Don't I just you? get regular Walmart meat. You
0: know? Do you? Yeah. What was the name of yeah. the person that was on Rogan talking about that?
1: Rob Wolf.
0: Wolf. You yes. should
1: definitely, yeah, hit him up. He's um, he's awesome.
0: And he was looking Rob. at the uh, Dr. Sarah, the idea of what affects um, maybe antibiotics in the cow when it was two years old and stuff like that could have effect. on Yeah, they
1: they just they, they got they got uh, a bunch of grass fed meat and they got uh, conventionally raised meat and they they ran the they 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 actually analyzed them. You wow. know, like they. Yeah, and they wrote a book, and I think I think the book is called Sacred Cow. And Joe Rogan had them to talk about it. Uh, he had Rob Wolf, and uh, I think the co-author was Diana Rogers. She's very well known, also. She's a registered dietitian, um, and uh, and yeah, but he he talks about what they did and how and he was he was the biggest proponent of grass-fed meat you know like yeah. it's like you gotta eat it. Yeah. and after and the, after those results it's like hey I, I have to tell you what what i came up with and i guess i was wrong and you don't have to worry too much about getting it grass-fed
0: so they actually looked at the meat not the humans and found they didn't find anything in the meat they had a, you can do that is that what you're saying and then the conventional meat.
1: they, they actually analyzed the actual cow meat whether it was grass-fed or um or it was just conventionally raised like they actually got beef and analyzed the different samples of beef and there was very minimal differences in the Hmm. hormones and so there so this is why i tell people and this is why i don't fret about it i just get walmart meat you know and i'm doing fantastic you know now of course Taking it to the next level is always fantastic. Yeah, I mean, if you, you can, always why not? better, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's so yeah. You're you're gonna get ninety nine percent better by just eating any meat you can get your hands on, as opposed to eating any plant foods.
0: Yeah, yeah. We had mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chafee on, you know, Chafee in Australia.
1: Oh yes, we've worked extensively together. See, you, to you, you
0: know all these carnivore dudes. So um, I know. and he was funny too because I asked him about it and he said and he said no, dude, I just go to uh, uh, Costco. And I get the, you know, ribbon bone eye and I ribbon, uh, bone in ribeye, and I cut my own steaks. And he said, he said, I, I don't think it's a big deal. And, you know.
1: Exactly. I think we all agree it's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I mean, it's a big difference between $20 a pound or 25, whatever they charge. And and five dollars and six dollars right and seven right it's huge yeah yeah it's a huge difference i
1: wouldn't yeah if you're not super rich don't worry about it
0: (laughs) if you're not super rich yeah that's right that's right so how long do you think as a longevity girl before we go do you think that we're kind of wired into to live for a certain amount of time i think the biblical people think it's 144 you know that's a good that's a good age. What do you think?
1: There is a there is an Indian uh, guy that lived to 144. I think Dr. Chafee talks about him a lot. Oh, really? Uh, he was a Native American Indian, and uh, he was like the oldest recorded human um, to be alive. And uh, and historically, we 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 know, and even like to this day, I mean, we know gen- the generally accepted lifespan is 120. But um, if we take the case of the native Indian, then it should be way higher than that. And there are a lot of people who believe that um, we can very easily achieve um, 120, 140. Dave Asprey says a minimum of 180 years of age. <laughs>
0: I'm with him. Um, I'm he, him. Might, yeah. might as well. I mean, because sure the, earth, the earth is so bonkers, it'd be fun to stick around just to see what happens. You know, I mean, just cause right? it, it's such a sideshow, right?
1: Yeah, and, and it's like, that's real health. If you really want to take our health to the next level, the health is youthfulness, right? The All of the diseases that we suffer from, they come as diseases of aging. This is why we all know nobody's going to get cancer for the most part. Nobody's going to get heart disease or cancer in their 20s or or any, or Alzheimer's disease, you know, those are all diseases of aging. And so it is the aging cell that starts to get unhealthy. And so if we really want to be as healthy as a species as humanly possible, we need to take the anti-aging narrative very seriously. And we need to start pumping way more research money into that because... The money that is being pumped right now is showing phenomenal results. I mean, they've already reversed aging in mice and they can do it at will just by giving them NMN supplements. Like um, in Harvard, Dr. David Sinclair is that this is what he does and this is he goes or, goes all over the world and he talks about his research. So, I mean, there's tons of um, breakthroughs happening. I've interviewed Liz Parrish. She is the CEO of BioViva a Biotechnology Company whose goal is to cure aging as (laughs) the chronic disease that it is. And um, she's even taken her own, um, the drugs that they're coming up with, like the telomerase. um, to uh, to Strengthen the telomeres. yeah, yeah. Yeah, to lengthen telomere length. And there's a a clotho and some other thing. And she did all of that. And and, and, I mean, the woman is in her 50s. She looks like she's in her late 20s, early 30s. It's like mind blowing. So I want to interview her again and see what's happened since then. But like, uh, you know, there are so many companies that are taking this seriously and doing the work. And when we do the work, it seems like we actually do get results. And so we just need more people to understand that we have far, far more control over the aging. Process than we were led to believe, oh, and if yeah. you you know you don't have to believe me, just do the research yourself. Just start start googling this topic over and over again, and you will see how many things are around and are coming up on a daily basis. Oh, that's
0: cool. Uh, let me show you this. Uh, this is the name of the book I'm working on and have been working on for I don't know far four, four years. It takes a long time to get young. That's one of my specialties. Really, you should invite me on sometime, and I can i I will yeah. I will turn you on to some ideas about. Thoughts and images and how we think and if we believe in time, and I, I yeah. know, I'll, I'll, I'll float your boat, baby. Invite me on, and then we'll talk about aging from a spiritual perspective. I think you'll oh, have. I a love insight.
1: that. They, they've done a study also i don't know if you're aware of that where they brought people and put them in a house that was decorated um like 20 years earlier and uh they everything are in that house in that environment was like 20 years or 30 oh, years earlier. so they
0: thought they were they, back they they yeah.
1: Got, yeah. yeah they got they got younger i mean not just like like they took objective tests and and they and they checked for everything and they those people got younger i don't know i don't know how no i think everybody should know about this study it's, it's so crazy pretty
0: fun yeah well yeah. I uh in two weeks I'm gonna be seventy six.
1: No way. Yeah, baby. You don't even look close. Yeah. Not even close. Not even That's close. amazing.
0: Yeah, seventy six.
1: Wow.
0: And I didn't even I didn't even get this until maybe ten years ago. So I you know, I racked up about sixty six regular years, not knowing what I know about the spiritual aspects of believing in time and believing in uh, um, believing that you have to age. You know, just the idea that we believe we have to get old, that you'll get old just believing that. You know,
1: believing that. I, believing I agree, that. I agree with that. Yeah. I do affirmations. Uh, I got that affirmation from j She says yeah, it uh, cool. all the time. I love her. And so I do that too. Um, I, what is it? I am youthful and timeless at every age. And then I add, I've added to that for as long as I choose to be.
0: As long as you choose to be. Yeah, yeah so. I, I say that all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you're great fun to, to talk to. You look great, so keep it up. Uh, living on bacon. Do you like bacon? Is it bacon's wonderful? <laughs> Ooh. Oh
1: my god! Oh my god! <laughs> That's my answer.
0: <laughs> me too. Sometimes I'll get. I'll be up at two o'clock in the morning and. And I just don't feel like working on screenplay and, you know, just don't have enough juice. So I'll just eat four or five strips of bacon and go back to sleep, right? It's just great. Just put you right to bed, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the fat. I think it's yeah. the fat, you know, or something. I don't know.
1: What is it? The fat. Yeah, I mean, there's so many reasons for it. But, but I, I I mean, you're looking amazing and you're feeling amazing, I can tell. Yeah,
0: I do. I do. That's, well, thank you. Yeah. It's been an honor to have you. You take care of yourself. Say hi to your husband forced it. so he's totally carnivore too, you guys.
1: He still has a little bit of broccoli with his beef. <laughs> um, but definitely definitely no no aquaporins. so definitely no more spinach, no more corn and uh, soybeans also have it. So, but he, he never ever eats soy. But you that's know.
0: a great story about uh, about his back and the aquaporins. You know, i never even heard that term before, Doc. I never even heard, I mean, heard
1: it yeah, before. Me neither. I, yeah. I had to dig into the research because I I I knew about lectins and I knew about anti nutrients, but nobody had ever talked about that specific yeah anti yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I, I had to figure it out because it was like, what's the common theme between spinach and corn? Why are these two things leading to like? It's like clockwork. It can give him, you know, low back pain. And it's definitely not the oxalates because corn have almost no oxalates. So it's got to be something gotta else. Be That's something. how he discovered it. All yeah. right, Dr.
0: Sarah, thank you. You can visit her, uh, Doctor com. also YouTube channel. And she's on Instagram and LinkedIn and all kinds of places. And. Uh, I guess, do you do consultations with people if they want to do that? I do.
1: I do coaching and consultations. If you go to drsirazaldivar.com, you'll find in the shopping, um, there's a shop button, and then you'll find all the packages there. Uh, But yeah, it's very easy to find me on the internet.
0: Cool. Thank you. Well, it's been an honor to have you. Take care of yourself and keep in touch.
1: Thank you so much, Patrick. You too.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, Dr. Bye-bye. Salvador, Salvador, Sal isn't that great? She, she's doing great. I, I didn't realize she was really. Uh, when I invited her on, I don't know. I I knew she was kind of into uh, you know a lot of meat. I didn't know she was a total carnivore like that. Kind of fun. So uh, we are on our adventure of experimenting with uh, diet after uh, going many years. At oh, I used to, I was a vegan one time, and then I did macro neurotics. We did that for a while, and. You know, we just try a lot of different things. But uh, this seems to be pretty fun and working on it. And uh, so on Friday, we're going to do, <laughs> seriously, on Friday, we're going to do a, um, a liver or a gallbladder cleanse live on the air. And you'll, you'll find it interesting, seriously, live on Friday when we do our Friday show little plug for a thing that we're doing now as well for me, for you there. I came to the uh, conclusion, you know, just a few weeks back that one of the things that um, people, you, peoples, need more than almost anything is um, someone to really listen to them Right, what a concept, right? And not try to uh, have them do what they want to do, you know, you know, like a consultation or something, and they're going to say, well, I'll do this, do this, and do this. Um, th- but more so to really hear what you have going on in your life, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, right? And then to talk you through to try to find ideas and things you can do to help you to move forward so you can have a happier life, healthier and longer life, which is pretty cool when you think about it. If you can get all those things working. I mean, I think we were just um, um, created to be happy. This is, I think that's the deal. That's why we're here is to be happy. Seriously, I don't mean from a selfish perspective, but to be happy and to be okay, and to be okay with what's going on, regardless of what it is, and, and deal with it in a very calm and effective way. I think that's our, our livelihood. That's our birthright. And I can help you to do that. That's one of my specialties. So you can do a little um, a session with me. It's private. Uh, we do a Zoom thing, very low cost. Uh, one-time cost of 250 bucks. but you'll have then Uh, an hour, and then you'll get the video and the MP3 if you want the audio. And then lifetime, and I mean this, lifetime email support. Uh, Oh, That's lifetime, personal. And so I'm trying this, and wait a minute, what can I do? And you you need that follow-up support. So that's one of the things I'm doing. I just felt like I needed it, and so we've done a few, and they're fun for me, and I I just make the time to do it. And um, so if it's something you're interested in, And we can go in any direction that you want to go, any direction whatsoever. Uh, Meditation, uh, exercise, help you, whatever. Food, um, uh, spiritual stuff, you know, relationships, you know. It's one of my specialties. Just somebody to listen to you and to help you to find uh, the next step, the next best step, because we all have this next step. So let me know, the only way to do that is Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com, Patrick at one OneRadioNetwork.com. Just email me and put Patrick in, in your pocket. That's the name of it. Patrick in my pocket, in the in the uh, um, subject thing. Okay, so we're gonna have fun uh, next week. I think it's Doctor Jennifer. Well, we're we're not. Well, we're gonna be back on Friday. What am I doing? I'm getting ahead of myself. So I'll see you on Friday. We're gonna do a live uh, gallbladder detox program. On Friday. Are you curious what that's going to be? Well, come by on Friday, 10 o'clock. I love you all very much. Thanks for your support. We've been getting a few more donations in, which is great. Um, if you want to do that, that'd be that'd be cool. Um, we our, our listenership is up. Actually, we're getting more people around the world, but sales are a little punky on, on some things. And I think it's just folks are having a hard time just you know, spending money now because of what's going on with inflation. And, you know, go to the store and they want to charge you, you know, $12 for a hamburger. So I think that's what's going on. So if you have any extra bucks you want to donate because uh, we don't charge for anything, uh, that'd be cool. Just, you have a donate button. So I love you all. We'll see you on Friday, 10 o'clock. Take care. Let me know if I can help you with anything. I'm here for you. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick, One com. Take care. I love you. May the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is One Radio Network